Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. Do you like it? you think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to uh, freeze Wait, on. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to Points in the Paint here on Stadium. Zach Badgerhouse, Ben Wittenstein. Zach, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Yeah. We got another interview today. We're excited. NBA 2K came out. I don't know, make you happy, but we go get into that a little later. We're going to argue so much, 2K. <laughs> it's going to end in fisticuffs. It's going to be great. But we're going to continue our preview series for yep. NBA teams. We previewed yes, a lot of fun teams. You can go back to the podcast that we put out to so listen to that. Um, you were on these wonderful social media pages. But for now, we want to we want to talk Dallas Mavs. Yeah, think, right? Houston Houston Rockets last time standing yeah. standing Texas. Texas, the great state of Texas. Yeah. Going so thirty D Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, with that, let's bring in our guest, Dallas Mavericks uh, writer. She writes about the Mavericks. She's a co-host of the Objective Pod for uh, SDPN Sports, credentialed yeah. NBA, NBA media member Lauren Gunn. Lauren, how you doing? How you doing, girl? I'm great. I am so ready for this season. I think it's going to be one of the most exciting all around the NBA. There are so many fun teams this year. I'm excited about my team. Yes. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun year. So I am very excited. Very good. So looking at the, you know, we can talk about the Mavericks for this season and the off yeah. season, but just looking at their last season, how would you assess their last season? <laughs> I mean, disappointment. The, like, how, how's the, the mid-season trade. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I think the somber tone is really kind of encapsulates how our, our last year went. Um, I think with Dallas specifically, when you looked at how the season started, trying to bounce back from the Jalen Brunson loss and, and kind of pretend mm -hmm. that everything is okay, you can bounce back, you've got Jaden Hardy. Wow, like how great, but things were not were not so great. And And when they pulled off the Kyrie trade, depending on how excited you were or maybe thought it was more of sticking a Band-Aid on a broken bone kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> right. I personally right. was was happy about it because even though there was so much risk involved and even though it included us having to move on from Dorian Finney-Smith, who is the heart and soul of the team, it was one of those things where if you don't make this deal now and try to get a little bit of risk involved, you're going to you're never going to be in the conversations for the big names across the league to kind of pair with Luca and take that next step forward. You're going to continue to try and like leverage certain situations to get somebody who might not really be a, a true number two on a championship roster. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, they lucked out getting Kyrie to 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 sign to resign. I think that they kind of knew that he was going to be in a position where the options out there just didn't really, they would have to really pull off a lot to have a true chance. So there was so much risk involved with the Kyrie thing. And it's really easy right now to say it all worked out as far as just keeping him and not necessarily moving off of those assets for him to then walk in the summer. It's, it's a day by day thing with Kyrie, but I think having him as a part of the formula and the roster that they've built this off season after finishing last season, the way they did, 
I'm sure we'll get into that more, but coming off of that and, and recognizing the shortcomings with the big rotation rotation last year, how poor they, the, the rim protection was that the defense as a whole, after losing Dorian, mm. all of those mm. things and keeping those and not just forgetting about them going into the off season, pretending like, Oh, it's all gonna, it's all gonna be better. Uh, we just need to regroup and, and restart. They didn't do that at all. They were quite aggressive. So that was really, really pleasing. Uh, I think for fans, uh, for anyone that's that's pulling for Dallas. Well, the Dallas Mavericks, they did go out. They spent some money. Like you mentioned, Kyrie Irving did get the re-signing, which was – you got the bag, right? Right, the right, Ben? Got the money. And then you got Which Grant man. Williams, oh, yeah, who was did. in the signing trade. So how would you assess their offseason in terms of their moves? Yeah, their their offseason, and some people might say that, oh, they're still not done. They're trying to find that trade for the big man. And that may be true. They may be able to pull it off. But I think as of right now, you have to assess it as – it's concluded. They're looking at training camp and kind of they're going to move forward with this current roster. They're at 15 guys after the JaVale McGee and Derek Jones and Markeith Morris whole situation. Um, so the roster is as is, at least for now. And so with what they did, it's one of those things where, okay, maybe they didn't go out and get a third star or like somebody crazy, but the Grant Williams signing and even the Seth Curry signing were two guys that open up a lot of flexibility for this roster. They're not just relying on Josh Green to pretty much carry the entire load defensively and even Maxi to an extent with, with his certain limitations. Um, and then Seth Curry, their biggest quote unquote albatross contract now is Tim Hardaway Jr. So you bring in Seth Curry at a very team friendly team contract money wise and duration wise um, gives you more flexibility to move off of Tim Hardaway Jr. because that is ultimately going to be their, their the trade chip that they have to use to, to even just for matching money, whether he's the quote-unquote appealing asset, most appealing asset right. in the deal or not. Um, but as far as what they had to work with going into the offseason, turning, even just going back to the draft, turning draft night into a salary dump, getting the guy that you wanted, and then taking on another salary in a position of need while and and that salary is, is is twelve million dollars for Rashawn Holmes and and don't get me wrong the multi year twelve million to Rashawn that could be something that comes into play later down the line but Dallas needed a big like Rashawn Holmes and twelve million dollars in today today's NBA very it's easy to cheap. move if it doesn't work yeah if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out I I understand why the Kings wanted to move on from him but to to bring him in and then to also get another an additional first round pick and a loaded draft and turn that into Olivier Maxence Prosper. That's a huge, that's a huge deal for Dallas because getting these young guys that fit the system can contribute in the bare minimum areas as far as just bringing effort, bringing energy, doing the right things, doing the little things and learning to try and build somewhat of a young core, whether it needs to be used in a trade down the line or really just to have more youth on the scene now. I think with what Dallas had to work with, they did a, a phenomenal job. I think right now the expectation is that the starting center spot is going to be a battle between Dwight Powell uh, and Rashawn Holmes. And I think Rashawn <laughs> Holmes should be the guy that gets it. The he last time be the he guy. started in Sacramento, I mean, he was he was solid. He It was like 13, 6, and one and a half blocks. So, like, he's the energy guy. He's not quite, like, physically height-wise what they need at that true five spot. But I think for now it's enough to kind of really get an idea of where Derek Lively fits, what he can take on as a rookie, and while they try to get a deal done for that true starting center as the year goes on. It's interesting because to me, I think the Mavs had one of the best off seasons in the really? NBA. I, I like, as you said, all the guys that you mentioned, they complement the most important player on the team and Luka Doncic, which brings me to kind of a two part question. But 
is yeah. Luca happy with the roster makeup of this season? Right. And how important is that mm-hmm. happiness? Because people are starting to talk, and we know how stars are. Is mm-hmm. he going to start demanding a trade if things go sideways yeah. during the season with this new makeup roster? Not this season. I think from everything that I've heard, everything that I've read, he's happy with how things have gone. They've gotten younger, but they've bought, they've gotten brought in these vet players. Even guys, going back to Rashawn Holmes and guys like uh, Derek Jones Jr., they're still in their 20s, which is wild to think about because we've been hearing those names for so long. But these are guys that actually Rashawn Holmes might have just turned – he might have just turned 30, or he's turning 30, this, excuse me, this next season. So these are guys Dallas needs to look at finding the guys, the young guys that can contribute now that are in their 20s, like a Jaden Hardy, a Josh Green, a Grant Williams, but also the guys that are right around 30 that have enough experience but have enough youth to where you're not so worried about their durability and injuries, but mm-hmm. you know where they can contribute and you know that they can they – can you can build continuity with them over multiple years if you have to. So for Dallas to have the the roster overhaul that they did and bring back a guy in Seth Curry who he just fits so well here. Dallas loves him. We'll see. I mean, he's he is one guy that is a little maybe quote unquote on the older side, but he does mm-hmm. fit really nicely here. Luca loves him. So as of right now, I think Luca is happy with how the roster has gotten younger, more athletic, more size more win now ready for where they need to go. I, I genuinely believe that they feel that the, the starting center is the missing piece. And then from there, they've got the depth, they've got the versatility, they've got the defenders at different sizes and different positions that they would need to potentially go out and, and pick a matchup with, um, while also developing a handful of young guys to the point where if somebody does become available, they're in a position to go out and get that deal done. And they, while they don't have the most first-round picks to deal in the league or, or even maybe top five, they do have first-round picks to deal. And so I think after getting two second-round picks in the Reggie Bullock sign-and-trade for Grant Williams, they're also in a position to deal those. And we saw how valuable those were at last year's trade deadline. So I think they're, they're teeing themselves up really nicely. And I think Luca kind of sees the vision and how they were able to turn – I don't even want to say lemons into lemonade because it has been last season was pretty rough. But but they, I mean, Nico deserves Nico Harrison. He deserves a lot of credit. I he he's very very focused on getting this this roster well rounded, size, yes. athletic, all those things. And so he he deserves a lot of props in my opinion. Ooh, that was a deep dive. Love it. And we just getting started. <laughs> we got more fun stuff. We got more more fun stuff talking with Lauren Gunn and more Dallas Mavericks, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. And we're back on the Points in the Paint podcast. And you see the lovely Lauren Gunn there. We're talking all things Dallas Mavericks. And let's have a little fun, right, Ben? Let's do it. I love this. I love this portion. We get to talk (laughs) some names, talk some dudes. It's the best. So let's get right to it. So let's go to this all-time lineup, Lauren, for this Dallas Mavericks starting five. We're going to start with the number one, the number yeah. one position, the best position, point guard. Oh. <laughs> Who do you have for us? 
I mean, it's got to be Luka, right? Luka Doncic, that's our guy. Luka I think it's going to be the all-time point guard for a good minute. A good minute. <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's become, he is one of my favorite players in the NBA. And the fact that oh, he's one so, of, He might be your he, favorite oh, player. Oh, he's Jokic. He's Jokic. <laughs> the Joker, you know, love the Joker. But I would say it's amazing that he's only, you know, under 25, and he's already the best player on the point guard that the Mavericks have ever had. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It What's is. something you enjoy from Luke? It is Luka? crazy. Oh man, I think I enjoy the just his when you see him like the moments before the game, sometimes the moments after the game if they win, if they lose it's a bit of a different story, but you can see the how much fun he's having playing the game and how seriously he takes it. He's so competitive and you want mm-hmm. that in your number 1 and there are certainly some some criticisms that he gets in terms of how he handles himself sometimes and i think some of those things ideally will sort themselves out naturally as he gets older as he continues to mature and all those things i know that's his favorite word um but i do think that right now when you see him go to bat for his teammates like clap with his teammates how excited he gets when he makes the crazy pass and one of his teammates hits the wide open three in the opposite corner that nobody ever thought that would be the guy getting the shot off at the end of the shot clock <laughs> right. or, or whatever the case may be he's always so genuinely happy for team success and so to just see him enjoying the competition and the whole process there are ups and downs and there's been a lot of downs in his time since he got drafted but i think overall he handles it very well he gives his competitors um, their props and so I just I admire how he plays the game how he enjoys the process as a whole all right number two shooting guard who are you putting on there it's got to be Ro Rolando Blackman he's my guy okay uh, he's like still it. with the he's 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 still with the team uh in a nice. in a in an advisory capacity I believe he's well you you know you'll see him around the arena he's a great an all-time great uh so you gotta he's gotta get time props, 100 Mm-hmm. Three. Ooh, we the wing position. Who we got at the three? Man, we're 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 keeping it we're keeping it back in I guess the olden days. Sorry, sorry, my guy, but it's <laughs> it's got to be Mark Aguirre. He, but looking back, when you look back in Dallas Mavericks history, there's not a ton of like really true standout. Like, oh, these guys right. were just like you know just standing out in history. A lot of people, I don't. I, feel like we'll be like, oh, he played for the Mavs. I, I didn't even know. Or like, I, you know what I mean? And so I think when you look back at Dallas's history as a whole and their organization, when you got these guys like Roe and Mark who were in Dallas for many years through the prime of their career, it says a lot to like those guys sticking around and, and really just kind of fighting it out during, during their careers, their long careers. So um, I got to give them the nod. Nice. All right. Number four, a uh, little under the radar guy. Maybe, Maybe, yeah. Who's who's the best uh, number four of all time for the, for the Dallas Mavs? Gosh, I you know it took me a while to really pick this one. It was a little hard. I bet, um, but struggle. I gotta go with the, the, the. It was a struggle. I gotta go with the greatest shooting big man of all time, and that's Dirk Nowitzki. Nice man, the best <laughs> statue and everything. Statue and all, one leg kick <laughs> out, fade away. Everything. Oh yeah, uh, scrunched you, socks. I know you have more on Dirk. In a second, so we'll just go to number five. Who, okay. Who's number five yeah, all number time? Five. Best center. The best center again. You look back in Dallas Mavericks history. I enjoy this pick too. That is this this when you look back, it really is kind of sad to see who the the all time great centers are. I don't even want to say great necessarily, but this guy 
stands out in my opinion, <laughs> and that's Tyson Chandler. He was the heart and soul of that 2011 team. Uh, he's still exactly another guy who kind of still hangs around mentors the the big guys i don't even know that he i don't believe he's in an official role but he's always at the practice facility always wearing mavs gear showing up to the games showing up to summer league he just in a way he's still the heart and soul of the organization and and, in some capacity so we love tyson uh always will pains me how he we let him move on after that that finals run and championship run yeah um, I but i too. love tyson i'll always have love for tyson not to brag bulls got him first right out of high school they, they did drafted they tyson. Did. you they know did. they recognize his yeah, greatness right off the bat <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're and so not that. that leads to the random player let's name some dudes lauren yes. who is the most random <laughs> the most random player in Mavs history <laughs> the most random player that I could come up with for you guys is Dirk that's the best I could do and, yes. and really it comes down to the fact that I've seen him at the oh, FIBA man. World Cup looking as good as he looks like he's in his prime so I had to give you guys Dirk you're welcome I'm not mad at that whatsoever. I love it. <laughs> we got some dudes on all our time list too yeah, this, so, this guy would probably defeat most of those dudes yes, but easily. that's alright um, all right, let's finish off the segment. We asked all our guests this. You know what Hot, time it is. Yeah, we asked you this last time you were on. Hottest take for the Dallas Mavericks this upcoming season. What do you got? And you got two, possibly. I do. I've got two. I've honestly got several. And you can take it as as early as this season, as early as, I mean, to me with this team, you kind of got to be looking out. Uh, I think I'll I'll share my one for this this year, and I think it's that they will end up being top five in the West, um, nice. mostly because I do think that they are going to find a way to essentially force a trade for a starting center. I, I think that they're going to very quickly see that they already know it's a hole in the roster, and then when they see the depth that they have and where the shortcomings really are, they're going to need to will something to happen and i think that there are guys out there that could kind of fit what they're needing and those guys could be available at a price that they can afford so i expect that to happen okay. and i expect them to finish this year top five in the west um, okay, i like that hot take i bet life. you do because i'm gonna go run the back there win total over <laughs> i'm going i'm excited i love this maps team. oh really my do. goodness I, i'm looking forward to yeah. see what they do for sure but this next hot yeah. take i kind of like though what you talking Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one, this one, I think some some Mavs fans could be like, absolutely not. Other ones, I think they can kind of see where this could this could come to fruition. But I have in the next two years, they will trade for one of Carl Anthony Towns, Paul George, Zion Williamson, Anthony Davis, or Jalen Brown. And I love it. That yeah. really comes down to all, each one of those guys. They're already kind of getting some questions in their current situation. And while Luca is still so young. Dallas is in a position where they need to kind of continue this trend of risk going all in and and does Anthony Davis does this Lakers situation that they've got this year does it look as good as they right. think and plan for it to be yet yeah, maybe yes maybe no and maybe they look to switch things up with Jalen Brown there's always that question there personally I think that Jalen Brown's probably the least likely um but and uh, Jalen Brown and Zion are probably the least likely but Kat and Paul George, I think, are the two. Luca real is very fond of Paul George, has a lot of respect for his game, um, and I think would love to have somebody that can kind of go two ways. And um, 
for the Clippers, it's really a matter of how long do you want to keep footing that that tax bill with a duo that is either going to eventually work and it's all going to line up for you one year or it's just never going to happen and you decide to move on. So I think each of those guys are all guys that Dallas would have interest in. Uh, it's really just a matter of who who comes first and, and what offers right. are available at that point out on the market. Awesome. Lauren, we love it. Thank you for joining us. Oh, tell yeah. uh, tell the folks, viewers, listeners, where we can uh, find your stuff online. Yeah. Well, first, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, I am, of I, I always love chatting with you guys and I'm very, very, truly very excited for this season. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Lauren gun with two ends on gun. Uh, I am a co-host of the objective basketball podcast for SDP and sports. We are about to get going, get back going uh, with training camp around the corner and the yes. season right around the corner, which is crazy to say. So you can come hang with us there. We'll be there. And uh, we're looking forward to this next season for sure. Awesome. Lauren Gunn, appreciate it. Yes, we do. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Coming up next, Zach and I are going to start fighting about 2K. That's next. Points (laughs) of the paint. (laughs) Welcome back. Points in the paint. Podcast, Chief. Thank you to Lauren, the podcast, Mm -hmm. and the show. Find us anywhere you find your socials, anywhere you find your podcast. Zach, before we close out the show. You know what we got to talk about? We got some beef. We We got to talk about 2K. Because you ain't feeling it. Listen, no, there's, NBA there's, 2K24, being it released this week. Yeah. So you know it's go time. That means if you got a girlfriend, she got to get put on pause, all that, no dates this weekend, no none of that. Because NBA 2K24 oh, is out. Perfect. We got to lock in, get the VC going. You know what I'm saying? Got to get that my player good. Yeah. All that good jazz. I already didn't have any you. dates planned. It's perfect. I, I, so it's perfect. The perfect weekend for me. However, mm-hmm. the reason it's not perfect. Oh, man. I'm not a fan of 2K. Yeah, that's rough. I don't 2K know why not. 2K has been good in years. Years? Been years? They have been this lacking physical. <laughs> it's, it, listen, Madden's worse. Madden, Madden is so is much worse than, worse than 2K. 2K. But 2K does the same thing. They copy, they paste, and that's they put so it out crazy. as a new game. They just change the roster. They edit they the neighborhood, the which makes no sense. Why you don't, don't like the neighborhood? Why you don't like the neighborhood? You can't. You go get you some shoes. No, <laughs> you can go get you some this? clothes. This is not the Sims. This is not the Sims. <laughs> you get all that so you can go out and ball. You can play. Look, you look no. good. You play good. No. Look good. Play good. No. Come on now. No, no, no. Give me, give me, give me just normal gameplay. Give me improved franchise mode. I just want to be a fun GM. I love the GM mode. <laughs> GM I mode is fun. Stupid storylines in the GM mode. <laughs> let me be a good GM without the stories. You and let no the stories? game be about basketball instead of like putting on shoes, getting a haircut. I don't care if my fake person has a haircut. You I don't. don't. I don't. <laughs> Let me play basketball. That's all you want to do. Let me buy like a cool house with the money I make. I don't want to make like fake money. I want to sign like real contracts so you can use the money to buy like cool stuff. <laughs> you see like him going on this rampage ever tripping over it. here. I oh my the sh- goodness. The shooting always changes. The shooting every does game. change. That Why could be a little. A yeah, shooting the shooting, shooting can definitely get out of hand sometimes. It is inconsistent with the shooting. But my career mode, you got to love my career mode. Make sure you get that my player, man. Get Make sure you lock in with that. That's going to conclude this edition of the Points in the Pay podcast. Again, we appreciate Lauren Gunn for joining the show to talk everything Dallas Mavericks. That's my main man, Ben Wittenstein. We got my boy Evan Walter on the ones and twos, holding it down on the producer side. So we appreciate him oh so much. And again, you will hear from us. We're talking Memphis Grizzlies next week.